Welcome to the Dating After Divorce podcast. I'm your host, Shade Curry, and I believe every divorced woman deserves a romantic relationship where she feels safe, loved, and cherished. You can create the most amazing life after divorce, and I will teach you how. Hello, ladies. Welcome to episode 15. And today we are going to be talking about your thoughts about dating. How's your dating journey going? Are you making it a fun adventure? Are you exploring, creating new connections, meeting new people, doing things you love? Does your dating experience feel abundant and exciting and interesting? Or does it feel like a chore? Like, do you dread it? Do you feel like it's the worst thing going on right now? Are you frustrated with it? Um, Are you ready to give up on your dating process? Your dating experience has a lot to do with the way you think while you're dating. Your thoughts about dating are so important. You don't want to go through uh, the dating journey without taking the time to examine how you're thinking about it, how those thoughts are creating your mood or creating your attitude, and how that mood and attitude is impacting the way uh, you get results or the results that you are getting. So I want to start by saying there are some things that we don't have control over. Like <laughs> there are just things that happen in the world that we have no control over. We can't um, force them to go the way we want. Um, an example would be you match with someone on an app and you go on a date and the person expresses certain behavior or they see certain things or they turn out to not be what you're looking for. Like you can't control the other person. You can't control how they show up. You can't control the things that they do when you're in the dating process. So when I say your thoughts create your results, I don't mean that, you know, your entire world is created by the way you think. It's not like magic. There are things in the world that we can't control. There are things that happen. There are natural disasters. There's the weather. There's other people. Some things are just out there and they're just the way they are. However, there are other things that we have control over, right? We have control over how we show up in the world. We have control over how we think. We have control over the choices that we make and the way we make those choices. We have control over the attitudes that we choose in response to the things that are in the world. The level of consciousness and decision-making that you bring to the dating process is 100% within your control. What you choose to accept while you're dating is 100% within your control. Your desires, the person you're choosing to be your ideal partner is within your control. Your time and how you use it is within your control. How you respond to people, what you say to them, um, your feelings that you um, are experiencing are within your control because those are created by the way we think. Now, that can be a hard piece of it to accept because sometimes we don't have that gap between our thoughts and our emotions well-defined. And we'll go into that later. Um, But 
let's just say to some extent, your emotions are within your control as well. Your level of happiness and your level of um, joy and your attitude towards the life that you're living is within your control. Um, So, so many things that impact your dating journey are well within your control. Now, the problem is not that things don't happen outside of our control. The problem comes from how much time we spend thinking about the things outside our control versus thinking about the things that are within our control. When you're spending a lot of time thinking about the other people on the dating apps and how they're behaving and what they're saying and how they're interacting with you, you miss the opportunity to shape your own results by choosing to focus on the things that are within your control. And so I said all that really to open the conversation around the fact that your thoughts create your results. And I'm going to do a three-part series starting today on your thoughts about dating, your thoughts about yourself, your thoughts about men, because these are the three areas that are um, impacting your dating experience and your dating results the most. The way you think about the dating process itself, the way you think about your dating strategy, whether it's working or not, the way you think about men, and the way you think about yourself. So today we're going to start with the way you think about dating. Think about the last time you were working on dating, whether it is that you were going on an app and starting conversations or you were going on a date, or you were thinking about dating and not taking action, or you decided not to take action. What were your thoughts in that moment? What were your thoughts when you went on the app and you swiped for a little while, and then you said, this isn't working, like, I'm done, I'm out. What were your thoughts in that moment? What were the thoughts that contributed to that feeling of frustration or the feeling of despair, the feeling of hopelessness in that moment, right? Do you have the thought, well, I've been taking action, I've been dating, I've been swiping, I've been putting myself out there and dating just sucks. Or are you thinking it's taking too long to find someone or I'll never find someone or this is too much work. I don't have time to date. There are no good men out there. All the men are married. Nobody would choose me. I'm not attractive enough, right? These are all negative thoughts. They're clearly negative thoughts. And what you may not be aware of is that when you are allowing these thoughts to pass freely through your brain without questioning them, without examining them, and without intentionally choosing or changing them, they're impacting the emotions that you're carrying around about your dating process. So for instance, you have the habitual thought, dating is a chore, dating is hard. When you think dating is hard, chances are the emotion that that conjures up in your body is one of dread, right? Like you're just dreading the act of going out on a date. You're dreading the act of swiping, you're dreading um, showing up for that blind date, or you're dreading meeting someone new. Now, when you have that feeling of dread, what do you do? 
do you cancel the date? I've talked to many women who, you know, they think dating is hard or it's going to be awful. And so they cancel dates. Like they actually have a date scheduled and then they just cancel it and then they're done. They don't want to do it. Or they stop dating altogether or they show up, but they show up with the expectation that it's not going to be fun. It's going to be a chore. And so they get there and they don't have fun. Now, in your mind, you might be thinking, well, I didn't have fun because the other person was such and such, or they were this way, right? And you assume that because the other person, remember, this is the person who's outside of your control, was the way that they were, that was why you had the experience that you had. And that's possible. There's a lot of nuance to this. This is a very individual, individually applied concept. So I, you, know, you can't just take one situation and apply it to everyone. So really, you have to think about your situation when I'm saying this or when I'm giving these examples. How did you show up for the date? Or when you showed up for the date or you chose to show up for the date, what were the thoughts that were fueling that? So it's not so much that you have to show up for every date. It's that you need to examine the thoughts that cause you to choose the actions that you do in that moment. Now, for sure, thinking that dating is a chore and dating is hard is going to guarantee that dating feels like a chore and it feels hard. There are hard things that we do that can be fun. Right, going on vacation sometimes can be hard work, but it can also be fun, even with the hard work of packing up and packing the kids up and getting to the airport and getting to the plane and you know getting to where you need to go and setting up. All of that can be hard, but when you are thinking about the work you have to do to go on vacation, you're probably not thinking going on vacation is hard, even though the effort might be equal to going on a date, your thoughts are different. When you're going on vacation, you're thinking about how much fun you're going to have. You're thinking about soaking up the sun. You're thinking about spending time with family. And because those are the thoughts that you choose, the effort being equal to going on a date or even more than going on a date causes you to uh, ignore the effort or not to focus on the effort in such a way that it creates the dread of going on vacation. But when you apply to dating, you're not choosing the same kinds of thoughts. You're choosing a different set of thoughts that make you feel dread, that make the dating experience really hard. So all the thoughts that I kind of threw out there were negative thoughts. And these negative thoughts are the biggest offenders. And what I'd like you to do is, as you go on your dating journey, start to take time to say, what am I thinking in this moment? What am I thinking as I'm swiping? What am I thinking as I plan to go on the app? What am I thinking as I plan to go on this date? Because that starts to open up your awareness as to the, un- to the unconscious thoughts that are fueling your mood. And that mood is fueling your actions and those actions are fueling your results. Like I said, it's the negative thoughts are the biggest offenders. However, you can be a positive, optimistic person and some of your positive thoughts are actually impacting your uh, dating journey negatively. Um, Here's an example, a thought like, oh, it's just going to happen. It's kind of positive. It sounds very hopeful. It sounds nice. But that thought in some people could create a complacent mood. It can create some apathy. It can create staying in the comfort zone with the assumption that it's just going to happen. It's going to happen one day. 
It's going to happen one day. I'm going to meet someone one day. And that thought fuels this complacency um, that causes you not to take intentional action towards meeting someone, even though you want to. You find yourself not dating, hoping continually, and then you know, five years go by, 10 years go by, 15 years go by, 20 years go by, and you're like, wait, what's, what's going on? It's going to happen someday, can push your, can cause your mood to be so apathetic that you push out meeting the person that you want for a really, really long time. Do you wonder exactly how divorced women just like you are meeting eligible men who want a real relationship and a commitment? They're doing it by dating with their core values. Your core values are the GPS that lead you to the partner you've been looking for. When you use your core values on dating apps, text messages, and at social events, you will easily connect with your true match partner without chasing, settling, or wasting time with non-committal men. I have taught exactly how to do this in the two-hour Core Values Dating Blueprint course available on my website, shadecurry.com forward slash dating. That's S-A-D-E-C-U-R-R-Y dot com forward slash dating. You will learn exactly how to identify your core values and use them on your dating profile, how to ask the right questions via text, and how to tell the right stories on dates so that you attract the right people and repel those who aren't right for you. If you're ready to meet your true match, hop over to shadecurry.com forward slash dating or click the link in the show notes. Now back to the episode. When I'm on the internet in uh, groups, just kind of having these conversations with people about dating, there are a lot of acceptable thoughts about dating, right? So things like, oh, there's no one in my city really, you know, elicits a lot of empathy from your, you know, your friends and your girlfriends. Like you guys might be getting together and having these conversations about how hard dating is, how hard dating in your city is, how hard it is to make time with your job um, and the kids to find any time at all to date. Like there's this, there are these acceptable social ideas about being busy, about not having time, about dating being hard, about there being no guys. Like there's just all these thoughts. And when you get together with other people who accept those thoughts, the thoughts feel acceptable to you. They feel true, right? And so because they feel true, you start to focus your attention on fixing those external factors. Like, and I was guilty of this as well early in my dating process. I thought, oh yeah, for sure it was my city. (laughs) I definitely need to move out of the city to meet someone. I eventually met someone right there in my city. And at some point we were living just 15 minutes away from each other. So the thought there's no one in my city turned out to not be true for me. And I didn't find him until I let go of the belief that there was no one in my city. So when if you find yourself blaming your dating experience on external factors like your city or the apps or other people and the way they show up, I want to invite you to kind of create space in your life to examine how you're thinking and are the things that you, um, you know, base your dating results on, are they within your control or outside of your control? 
And if you find yourself blaming the things that are outside of your control, I want to invite you to take the time to examine what's within your control, your thoughts, your feelings, your attitudes, your actions. These are all within your control. And when you look at those thoughts, feelings, attitudes, actions, are you choosing the ones that would best fuel a positive, effective, and productive dating experience? Now, this might turn out to be a little hard because you're working with a human brain. The human brain loves to create stories, loves, loves, loves to create stories. The human brain hates to have gaps in a situation. So when you go on a dating app and you expect to meet someone within a month and you haven't met someone, your brain is going to create a story as to why. That story might be true or it might not be true. An example would be when you go on an app and you meet someone or you meet 10, let's say you meet 10 people and they're all not the kind of guys that you want to meet. You might create a story that all the guys on this app are this way. Now, you don't know that for sure, right? You don't know that you've met all the people on the app. You don't know that someone amazing might not come on the app that day, but because your brain wants an explanation for what's happening, it's going to choose the story that, yeah, we met 10 people in a row who were not right for us. Most likely everyone on this app is not right for us. Your brain could also choose the story that, um, all the apps are bad, or you might choose the story that apps are not good for you. Now, for those that are dating offline as well as online or just offline, your brain might choose the story that, oh, it's so hard to meet people these days. People are just in their homes. So it's really hard to meet people because you haven't met anyone this week or you haven't met anyone this month. The brain also tends to choose very negative um, answers. Like things like it's not enough, there's not enough people, uh, no one would want me, as uh, things like that as explanations for why you don't currently have what you want. These kinds of stories that your brain defaults to make it so much harder to experience dating as fun as a fun adventure or something that you really want to do. It makes it hard for you to see that there is an abundance of people that you could meet, that there is an abundance of people who would be a fit for you. It lowers your mood around dating. It lowers your desire for dating. It lowers your expectation of a positive result. But this doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. It just means you have a human brain. That's the way the brain has adapted over thousands and thousands of years in order to keep our ancestors safe. Really wanted to keep people safe. So scanning the jungles and scanning the environment was super important. And it wasn't scanning for good things. It was scanning for dangerous things because the environment was so dangerous. Now the brain's biology has not caught up with how safe the world is right now. It hasn't caught up with the fact that there's so much technology. And as humans, we have really developed 
um, a standard of living that makes a lot of the brain's natural desire for like safety or to stay in the familiar or to stay in its comfort zone or to conserve calories, it doesn't realize that it really doesn't need to do a lot of those things anymore, right? It doesn't realize that it doesn't need to give you so many negative thoughts in order to keep you safe. The brain doesn't realize that it can stop scanning the environment for all the dangerous things because compared to before where relatively safe. Like as an adult, you basically have a lot of the tools that you can use to keep yourself safe, to um, make decisions around um, dating or around men, that there are so many people in the environment and there are so many ways to meet them. When the brain is stuck in that fear mode where it's trying to keep you safe from tigers and bears, it's not in creative mode. So it's not looking for solutions. It's not giving you creative ideas around your dating process. That's really where you want to be. So the solution to this is to learn to work with your thoughts, learn to work with your brain and take charge of your mind, starting with becoming aware of what you're thinking and then questioning whether those thoughts serve your goal or they don't serve your goal. If they don't serve your goal, you have the power to start to change those thoughts and choose new thoughts so that you're choosing thoughts that are equally true, but that are way more effective in achieving what you want to do. All of us have thoughts that float in and out of our minds, like they just come and go from our environment, from TV, from the people that we talk to, from childhood. Some thoughts are thoughts that your brain just makes up because it's trying to find the easy way out of something. It's trying to get you to stop going after these big goals. It's, stop, it's trying to stop you from holding out for that really amazing guy. And it's like, hey, let's just settle for this guy, right? If we settle for this guy, we won't have to expend all these calories looking for the right guy. So your brain will do all of those things to keep you on track with the old processes that it's accustomed to accomplishing. It's not accustomed to accomplishing the goal of finding an amazing guy who is a match for you spiritually, emotionally, physically, mentally. It's not used to that. Your brain is actually accustomed to picking the next person, (laughs) right? (laughs) Picking the next person that's closest to you and procreating and propagating the human race. That's literally all your brain wants to do. But you as a higher being can take charge of that and direct it where you want to go. So let's use um, the thought dating is hard as an example, since I've talked about that so much today. You have the thought dating is hard. If you can become aware that you're thinking that thought and then see how that thought is creating dread or creating um, the action of procrastination, you can stop right there and just take that thought apart. One good way to start is to question the thought. Dating is hard. Is that really true? What does it mean for something to be hard? right? And really sit with it. For you, what does it mean for something to be hard? What are the things that are hard in your life? I was working with a coach of mine uh, recently talking about this concept because this also comes up in business. Um, And, you know, those of us who are entrepreneurs 
have the thought, oh, business is hard or creating content is hard. So we regularly will coach ourselves on this concept. And I remember having this conversation and then someone said, oh yeah, you know, creating content isn't hard. Childbirth is hard. And I was like, yeah, that's so good. What if I compared everything I thought was hard to the process of childbirth. It would really give me some perspective and perhaps I could drop the word hard uh, when it came to running my business. So thinking about dating being hard, what are the things in your life that are hard? Make a list of all of them. You might be um, surprised to see that they are relatively easy, simple, straightforward things that your brain continues to call hard. And that thinking pattern is likely to be showing up in so many areas of your life. And when you question it, you can take control of it and intentionally turn it the way I did by comparing creating content to childbirth. Now I know that the things that I've been calling hard aren't really hard. And now I have a new way of thinking about them. So that's an example of how you can turn um, a thought that isn't serving you around to something that actually fuels um, success. When you go through this process over and over and over with all the thoughts that are holding you back, you will actually gain a larger transformation beyond your dating experience. Like it can transform every area of your life to learn how to manage your thoughts, how to take charge of them, how to change them into thoughts that are productive and helpful for you. You'll have a lot less mental exhaustion. A lot of our thoughts make us tired because we're picking a lot of negative thoughts. We're picking a lot of negative self-talk, which I will cover when we talk about your thoughts about yourself. You'll have more fun because you'll be able to choose what is fun in your life. You'll be able to, um, in a sense, name the things in your life the way you want to name them. You'll have more clarity around the results that you're getting. Because you'll be focusing on the things within your control, you will have more control because everything you're doing is around the areas where you have control. Um, you'll have a clear understanding how to tweak your dating process, how to make changes, how to improve it, how to take it to the next level. Um, and you'll be able to think creatively because you're not thinking all of the negative thoughts. Your brain will be able to shift into creative thinking, into abundant thinking so that you can have more fun exploring, being inspiring, um, working a dating process that actually feels good to you. This is the power of taking charge of your mind. It yields results in every area of your life. Now, I know we're talking about applying it to your dating process. And even if you just applied it to that process, imagine creating your relationship from such a powerful place, from such a powerful place of growing and transforming and getting clearer and clearer about how you want to think and how you want to direct your life. So. Think about your thoughts about dating. Take a moment, sit down and write them out. What do they look like? And as you go about your process, uh, raise your level of awareness and your level of consciousness around the thoughts that you are uh, thinking. And if you want help with this, you can always reach me to schedule a consultation call at shadycurry.com forward slash schedule dash appointment. All of my links on social media will be in the show notes. And so I, can, I would be more than happy to give you um, a free consultation to discuss how to take charge of your thoughts around dating.
All right. Thank you for your time and attention, and I will see you next time. Thanks for listening today. If you are ready to get married after divorce, I want to invite you to download my free eight video training specifically designed to help divorced women date with ease and get married again. Head over to shadecurry.com to get started. That's S-A-D-E-C-U-R-R-Y.com. I'll see you inside.